the Joe Rogan experience. Didn't Harvard have Epstein money? Did he? Yeah, they Did well he in donate? the in the science, yeah. Well, he definitely donated some money to science. Yeah. You know, but I had a conversation with a scientist who didn't buy into that Epstein stuff and wouldn't go to the meetings and stuff like that. And he said he was really shocked at how little money he actually donated. Interesting. Yeah, he goes it wasn't that much money. He goes it was really like he he was more than that he was bringing them to parties. Like it was a it was an intelligence operation. Whoever was running it, whether it was uh, the Mossad or whether it was the CIA or whether it was a combination of both, mm-hmm. it was an intelligence operation. They were bringing in people and compromising them. And then when they would compromise them, they would use you know, whatever they had on them to influence their opinions and the way they expressed those opinions. And I don't know why they would want to do that with scientists, which is really strange to me. <laughs> Epstein's like, I need you to do a study about how 15-year-old girls are adults. They're right. more mature mm-hmm. than we thought. <laughs> um, uh, but if a scientist donates, I'm sorry, if a rich person donates to a scientist, do they have any ability to weigh in? Or they're just like, here's a, I get no decisions about how this money's spent. It's a very good question. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine the money goes, like, if you have a research grant, right, and say, like, you're working on a cure for leukemia or something like that, you know, you find established scientists that are working on this thing, and then you you allocate money so that they can work on projects. Whether or not the person who donates the money has any influence on how that money is spent i doubt it i highly doubt i don't i don't think legitimate scientists would adhere allow to that. that yeah because yeah. i mean i know that just my you know if you're <clears throat> shooting an independent movie that has investors russian investors saudi investors like you have to hang out with them oh really oh yeah oh boy they're at vineo village like it's kind of the it's like you have to flirt with them here here it says uh epstein regularly visited had card key access to and was provided a designated office space within the program in evolutionary dynamics until 2018. So that means they they gave him that at Harvard after he had been arrested for fucking underage girls. Had an office. Yeah. Granting him that level of access raises serious questions about the compliance with Harvard's policies and beginning in 2017 about whether or not the professor Nowak acted in deliberate circumvention of Harvard's security procedures. So, so he was arrested and did he'd already did time by then, which is crazy. It's also like at first I was like, oh, God, he was on campus with all these mm. like girls. How yeah. scary. But they were probably too old for him. So look at this here. Harvard University said Friday that convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein donated more than nine million to the university over the course of a decade and had an office on campus after his 2006 arrest. Nope. So he was arrested in 2006. And then after that, up until 2018, still had an office there. That is wild. But here's the thing. Whatever he was doing, mm-hmm. and I don't know why he was doing it, you know, and no one knows now that he's dead. But he had a lot of scientists that he was tight with. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things that he did was bring these scientists to that island and he would have young girls on that island. Mm -hmm. But like, what's the end goal there? This is what I don't understand. And what's really crazy is Ghislaine Maxwell is in a minimum security prison. She is allowed to do yoga, she's allowed to hang out and watch TV, she's watched Netflix. And- Is she allowed to use email to send us the list? That's what I was gonna say. The list has not been released. Like there is a fucking list, and this is not a mystery. It's not a mystery to the people that are There's her hippocampus. Pull out her hippocampus. Have Elon put that freaking thought reading. Elon, who's that? that Elon, shit. Sorry. No. (laughs) You know what? I've been friends with Elon Gold for so long. Oh, Elon Gold. I like Elon. Well, Elon Gold probably can do an impression of Elon Musk. So there you go. Uh, Elon Gold does amazing impressions. He um, used to call me and prank me as other people all the time. And one time he called me as Jeff Goldblum, and I was like busy, and I was like, stop fucking bothering me, dude. And I kept hanging up on him. And then, like an hour later, it was actually Jeff Goldblum. He's like, "Oh, this is actually me. Uh, can you stop hanging up on me?" <laughs> <laughs> so random. But but let me ask you: Is it something as insane as this? Because what's more profitable than 
you know, new cutting edge science, whether it's a, you know, a prescription, whether it's a finding, whether it's a something like does he if he donates to some kind of scientific discovery that's going to be lucrative down the line, a pill, a medicine, a cure, does he get any kind of power over it or money from it? Well, some of these scientists were string theory physicists. Like they're not inventing shit. Okay. Like it's oh. some of the the stuff that they were working on. It's like this very bizarre kind. I mean, theoretical stuff. It's, I don't know how that's applicable to mm. anything financial. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm Bruce James Madison. Forgive the audio; might sound a little funky right now. My headphones I use typically for every episode broke. And rolling over them with my chair accidentally. Anyway. And last bit of housekeeping. I'm on Gab TV now. So if you want to go check me out. I'm on there. First video is up. I'll be uploading there as a frequent uh, platform now. And the Facebook page will start seeing more action as well. That's kind of it for housekeeping. That being said, this is Inside Four Walls. I... And as always, your host, James Madison. And let's get into some Epstein news. Now, we have names official. And it's a lot of names that we already knew. And I'm not going to play, I'm not going to placate you guys. I'm not going to act like you guys aren't smart enough to already know this. A lot of people who are listening to this show, or, you know, will listen to this show, already knew a lot of these names. But this is main, sorry, this is mainstream media, and it's being discussed on all different platforms. Like, let's just go to the left right here. And the left's not spitting it. It's not denying it. It's saying these happened. These meetings happened. Epstein knew these people, including people from the Obama administration. These are dominoes starting to fall. I don't want to sound like, a, well, the walls are closing in because I don't think they are. But this is a massive, huge, significant victory. And we need to... Uh, we need to make sure we break down the story, understand what it is, and not let this just be one of those things that, oh, major, groundbreaking story, and then we forget about it 15 minutes later. This is something that needs to be hammered home, and we need to make sure it's pushed on as hard as possible. That being said, like I was saying earlier, right here, they're all talking about it. Left, right, no one's denying it. They're all saying this happened. Obama officials, Norm Chomsky, CIA officials royal family members, so on and so forth. There is no denial. That being said, let's hop right into it. Why are we using the Wall Street Journal? Well, it has a right-leaning bias. I don't care. This is a Wall Street Journal news exclusive. They broke this story. So, out of respect for that, they get the credit. Since I'm on a new platform, maybe some new people will be listening I like the Wall Street Journal enough, they're not my go-to, but let's get into it. Epstein's private calendar reveals prominent names, including CIA chief and Goldman's top lawyer, and so many more. Schedules and emails detail meetings in the years after he was convicted, after he was a convicted sex offender. Visitors cite his wealth and connections. And this is by Kija... So, Safdar, I'm not going to get it right, and David Bennett, moving on. The the nation's spy chief, a longtime colleague, president, and top woman in finance, uh, top woman in finance, the circle of, the circle of people who associate with Jeffrey Epstein years after, he was convict, uh, a convicted sex offender. Give me one second here. Okay, I'm back. So sorry about that. Uh, where was I? <clears throat> the nation's spy chief, a long-time college president and top woman in finance. The circle of people who associate with Jeffrey Epstein years after he was a convicted sex offender is wider than previously reported according to a trove of documents that include his schedules. William Burns, director of the Central Intelligence Central Intelligence Agency since 2021, had three meetings scheduled with Epstein in 2014. 
when he was Deputy Secretary of State, the documents show they first met in Washington, and then Mr. Burns visited uh, visited Epstein's townhouse in Manhattan. Catherine Rumler, a White House counsel, uh, a White House counsel under President Barack Obama, had dozens of meetings with Epstein in the years after her White House service and before she became a top lawyer at Goldman Sachs Group Incorporated in 2020. He also planned for her to join a 2015 trip to Paris and a 2017 visit to Epstein's private island in the Caribbean. That would be Little St. James. We have an update about that coming out later on today, actually. Leon Bostein, the president of Bard College, invited Epstein, who brought a group of young female guests to the campus. Norm Chomsky. Noam Chomsky. I, I, I wonder... Hey, Noam, when you're on the island and you're interacting with all these uh, 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 <laughs> uh, girls on the island that Epstein had, uh, did you manage to manufacture consent, or were you not even that concerned about it? Moving on... Epstein, uh, including Norm Chomsky, a professor, author, and political activist was scheduled to fly with Epstein to have dinner at Epstein's Manhattan townhouse in 2015. Yeah, keep in mind, everything Chomsky has ever said about having to decide the character of the people you associate with and having to see who people really are just went out the fucking window. Congratulations, goober. All that, all that big talk is Gone. Outsty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye-bye-bye-bye. All the ethics and everything he preached and prodded is gone now. Why? Because we now know, after this man was a publicly known sex offender, Chomsky continued to associate. All that talk about not doing harm is gone now. We can officially throw Chomsky into the fucking garbage bin as the hack me and everybody else has been calling him for the longest fucking time. None of their names appear in Epstein's now public black book of contacts or in the public flight logs of passengers who traveled on his private jet. The documents show that Epstein arranged multiple meetings with each of them after he served time in jail. In 2018, for a sex crime involving a teenage girl and was was registered as a sex offender. The documents, which include thousands of pages of emails and schedules from 2013 to 2017, haven't been previously reported by mainstream outlets. The documents don't reveal the purpose of most of the meetings. The Wall Street Journal couldn't verify whether every scheduled meeting took place. Most of those people told the Wall Street Journal they visited Epstein for reasons related to his wealth and connections. Uh Uh-huh. Connections is a very nice, vague, business-sounding term that lumps a lot of things under it, I'm sure. Allegedly. Several said they thought he had served his time and had rehabilitated himself, Mr. Bostein, said <laughs> said he was trying to get Epstein to donate to his school. Mr. Chomsky said he and Epstein discussed political and academic topics. Oh, no. Chomsky basically said, it was none of your fucking business, and why are you asking me? But if I was to say anything about a relationship, it definitely wasn't sketchy. It's like, uh... Huh. Right. Right, right. Gotcha, bud. Now, on the on, on the other hand of this, right? Uh, several said they thought he served his time and was rehabilitated. You cannot be a confirmed child rapist, pedophile, and human trafficker, and then just be re- rehabilitated. But keep in mind, these are the same exact people, right? A lot of these Hollywood type, a lot of these industry and studio type... A lot of these uh, sophist and pseudo-political activist type demand all kinds of horrible monsters be forgiven. Let me give you an example right now. Like, for example, Roman Polanski is someone who at one point was a very famous director, and I guess he still technically is. 
Now, he's also known for being the husband to deceased Sharon Tate, who was the the woman killed by the Manson family in Hollywood. The uh, pregnant lady and the, you know, the hippie chick. Her. Now, he would later on be charged and found guilty of raping multiple underaged girls. Hollywood rushed to his defense. Every one of the big names and shakers in Hollywood rushed as fast as they could to defend him and demand that he be free and demand that he be welcomed back to America and Hollywood. There was a time when he was on the run. That's why I, I should probably slip that in. Now, it's, and don't take my word for it. Here you go. Meryl Streep. Multiple Oscar and Golden Globe Award winner Meryl fucking Streep. Um, yes, uh, Roman Polanski, <clears throat> I'm very sorry that he's in jail. Goes for Roman Polanski, for the pianist. From Piers Morgan. Now, I'm not a big Piers Morgan fan. Meryl Streep giving Roman Polanski a standing ovation at the Oscars in 2003. He raped a 13-year-old girl. All these tweets. I'll, I'll leave a link to this video in the description below. If you want to know a whole bunch of more information, you can look into it, as always. Now, there's also, you know, I'll leave in the clip of him winning and giving his speech at the Golden Globes, so on and so forth. But... Uh, yeah, S several people said he thought he had been rehabilitated. Yeah, there is no rehabilitation for this. He ripped away the innocence and everything these kids had. Uh, it, a lot of them were trafficked from countries and smuggled all, all around the world. And how many of these kids were killed in transition? How many of these kids will never have justice and will never know they existed because of the amount of human trafficking that was involved to get them from point A to point B and point B being Little St. James Island. Or wherever Epstein did them to be. And we're supposed to just be like, well, you know, they might have been rehabilitated. That says so much, right? Because that kind of person can be re rehabilitated, according to people in Hollywood, right? According to these big elitist types. This kind of person, a human trafficker and child rapist like Roman Polanski and Jeffrey Epstein, can be rehabilitated. But Trump says build a wall. Trump says the election was stolen similar to how Hillary Clinton did in 2016. But go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? It's absolutely ridiculous. There is no rehabilitation for this kind of thing. It's, a, it's an absolute sickening double standard. And it's not surprising when you think about how many of these other Hollywood, uh, Hollywood producers and actors are officially, uno are unofficially official. Uh, how, how's it go? Officially, unofficially, officially on the Epstein friend list. Uh, God, who did I steal that from? I think it was Razorfist I stole that net from. Moving on. Several said they thought he served his time and had been rehabilitated and had rehabilitated himself. Mr. Bostein said he was trying to get Epstein to donate to his school. Mr. Chomsky said he and Epstein discussed political and academic topics. Mr. Burns met with Epstein about a decade ago as he was preparing to leave government. Uh, government service, said CIA spokeswoman Tammy Kupperman Thorpe. Quote, the director did not know anything about him other than that he was introduced as an expert in the financial service sector and offered general advice on transition to the private sector, she said. They had no relationship. Uh, I've heard that before, only to hear it, you know, later on, proven to be a fucking lie. This rumor had a professional relationship with Epstein in connection with her role at a law firm, Latham, Wa Latham and Watkins. Oh, what an interesting, interesting little, uh, little law firm. I'm, if they don't come up in this article, I will make sure they come up later. Because they are deeply connected to various DNC activists, actors, super PACs, donors, lobbyists, and including Hillary Clinton and a lot of her you know, 
R.I.P. Dearly Departed Best Friends. <laughs> Moving on. Watkin, uh, Latham and Watkins LLP and didn't travel with him. A Goldman Sachs spokesperson said Epstein introduced her to a potential to potential legal clients such as Microsoft Core co-founder Bill Gates and spokesman sa- and the spokesman said, "quote I regret ever knowing Jeffrey Epstein." This Ru- Miss Rumler said, "A spokeswoman." For Latham and Watkins said Epstein wasn't a client of the firm. In 2006, Epstein was publicly accused of sexually abusing girls in Florida who were as young as 14 years old. Written date 2006. <laughs> uh, he was publicly accused of sexually abusing girls in Florida who were as young as 14 years old. The Federal Bureau of Investigations and police investigated, and Epstein reached a deal with prosecutors in 2008. He avoided federal charges and pled guilty to soliciting and procuring a minor for prostitution. He registered as a sex offender and served about 13 months in a work release program. Okay, still... Epstein's case generated waves of heat, and I say that because only 13 months, get the fuck out of here, throw away the key, Epstein, the only cure for that kind of behavior is a wood chipper feet first, you know what I mean, Epstein's case generated waves of media coverage at the time, with publications in the U.S. and abroad reporting on allegations from underage girls and young women. In 2006, several po- uh, politicians returned donations from Epstein. Some associates moved to distance themselves from him. His biggest known client, retail billionaire Leslie Wexner, later said he cut ties in 2007. His bank, J.P. Morgan Chase & Co., later said it closed his account in 2013, though some bankers continued to meet with him for years after, including the executive who recently was ousted. In, 2000, in 2015, Virginia Goffrey publicly accused Epstein of sexually abusing her and trafficking her. Now, mind you, Virginia Goffrey actually... Virginia Goffrey is someone we've talked about on the show multiple times because she's gone everywhere she can with us and talked as openly as she can about this. She's also said multiple times on and off the record that Donald Trump was only was one of the only people that never tried to do anything with her. And when he found out about what was going on, she testified that he blew up and like verbally threatened Epstein and banned him from all locations and cut all ties with him. For example, we'll just, we won't read the whole thing, just part of it for context. Jeffrey Epstein introduced me to Trump at 14. Ghislaine Maxwell accuser says, testifying at Maxwell's trial in New York City. We, t- we covered every day of this, of this trial, by the way. So I'll leave a link to that stuff in the description below. Uh, testifying at Maxwell's trial in New York City, the woman identified by the pseudonym Jane said she met the former president in, ni- in the 1990s at his Mar-a-Lago resort screwman down here by Tom Winter and Corky Semesco. One of the four women who say they were groomed for sex by Ghislaine Maxwell testified Wednesday that the disgraced financier Jeffrey Epstein took her to meet Donald Trump when she was just 14, testifying at Maxwell's uh, trial in New York City. The woman, who has been identified by the pseudonym Jane, said... Uh, on cross-examination that she met the future president in the 1990s at Mar-a-Lago, uh, his resident in Palm Beach, Florida. Jane didn't allege any improper, improper behavior by Trump and didn't go into further details about why she was at the resort. Quote, Mr. Epstein introduced me, introduced you to Donald Trump, correct? Lauren Mendiger, uh, Maxwell's defense attorney, asked. Yes, Jane replied. Jane also acknowledged that in 1998, she took part in Miss Teen USA beauty pageant that was associated with Trump. It wasn't uh, immediate clear whether that was before or after the meeting at Mar-a-Lago. Trump's spokesperson didn't immediately reply to a request for comment about whether Trump, once, who once called Epstein a terrific guy, has any recollections of the meeting uh, of meeting Jane. Now, I'll leave a link to this whole, uh, following Epstein's 2019 arrest, Trump told reporters that he was not a fan of him. Now, that's interesting, right? Trump can say, I'm not a fan of Epstein, but you got 
people up here saying, I thought he was re- I thought Epstein was rehabilitated. Trump's like, I think he's a fucking creep. He's weird. I don't like him particularly. You know, he trips a little too into his own daughter. I kid, I kid. That was a really weird thing to say on Howard Stern. If you know, you know. Moving on. Uh, in 2015, Virginia Goffrey publicly accused Epstein of sexually abusing and trafficking her when she was a teenager forcing her to have sex with influential people, including Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew has denied allegations and last year settled a sex abuse lawsuit by Ms. Goffrey. Another thing about that is he was officially removed from the royal family as well. Right here. This comes after he was stripped of his titles and military affiliations and royal... Uh, patronages after Virginia Goffrey's sexual assault lawsuit that was brought against him. He denied all wrongdoing and then, out of court, settled. A settlement was reached in February 2022, much to the anger of a lot of the British public. Yeah, because evidence was quite damning. And his fight, he didn't really put up much of a fight. He kind of just surrendered on it. But let's continue. Oh, wrong article. Moving Prince Andrew. Despite the negative press, Epstein's days were filled from morning to night with meetings with prominent people. The documents show there were dinners at New York restaurants, meetings at luxury hotels, and gatherings in the offices of prominent law firms. Many uh, many appointments were held at Epstein's townhouse in Manhattan. Prosecutors alleged in 2019 the townhouse is where Epstein sexually abused female victims for years, mainly underage, and that he paid some of them to recruit their friends to engage in sexual activity. After the Miami Herald report, shout out to uh, Dave Barry, the former humor humor columnist at the Miami Herald. One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite people in the press game, actually. Good guy, very funny guy. Recommend his books. Uh, I mean, politically, not at all, not at all. But every other front, absolutely. And he called out the Bush administration for lying about weapons and I and I, uh, you know, what lying about WMDs and shit. And you know, making uh, using the using a a lie to justify a false evasion of Iraq. And he did all that as a humor columnist. Uh, just check him out. Uh, can't, uh, his book I, I recommend the most would probably be uh, Boogers Are My Beat. Uh, moving on. After the Miami Herald reported that dozens of women said they were abused, prosecutors charged Epstein in 2019 with a sex trafficking conspiracy. He died that year in New York jail awaiting trial in what the city's medical examiner said was a suicide. I, I, I like how the Wall Street Journal was like, other outlets would say, where he took his own life in a jail cell, the medical examiner said. This outlet just says, the medical examiner says this. They make no efforts to attempt to even pretend that they, they, they collaborate with that. Anyway, Mr. Burns, 67 years old, a career diplomat and former ambassador to Russia, had meetings with Epstein in 2014, where Mr. Burns was deputy secretary of state. A lunch was planned that August at the office office of of the law firm uh, Steptoe and Johnson in Washington. Epstein scheduled two evening appointments that September with Mr. Burns at his townhouse. The documents show. After one of the scheduled meetings, Epstein planned for his driver to take Mr. Burns to the airport. Mr. Burns recalls being introduced in Washington by a mutual friend and meeting Epstein once briefly in New York, said Mr. Thorpe. Quote, the director, the director does not recall any contact, including receiving a ride to the airport, she said, following the following month, October 2014. Mr. Burns stepped down from his role at the State Department to serve as president of, Cam- uh, of Carnage Endowment. For the international for international peace, a think tank that is a very clumsy name doesn't really roll up the tongue. He ran to Carnage. Uh, he he ran the Carnage Endowment until he was nominated in early 2021 by President Biden 
to serve as CIA director. Biden, also a prominent Epstein colleague at one point in history. Now, his relationship, kind of like Trump's, also gets a little dubious. Uh, whereas, like, Biden's around, like, 2011, his relationship seems to just kind of fizzle out suddenly. But a lot of things on the Biden timeline kind of get derailed around the time Bo Biden dies. There's a lot of things that suddenly change in the Biden timeline there. A lot of dynamics shifted. I think because Bo Biden was the more put-together son, and he was handling the operations... And the reason why we're seeing so much of the corruption we see only, like the timeline of corruption we see right now, only involves Hunter Biden, is because Hunter Biden only got involved deeply in the family corruption after Bo died. That's like at least what my outside opinion is here. And Hunter Biden is far too sloppy. That's why he wasn't originally part of any of the plans or any of the negotiations or the payouts. That's why we don't have much information about him and Joe Biden being business partners until about the year 2012 to 2015, which is about the time Bo Biden was starting to go through cancer, dying, and the family was getting back into the swing of things after he died. At least to me, my alleged timeline seems to line up. Maybe you have a different take on it. I'd love to hear it in the, in the comment section below. The document shows that Epstein appeared to know some of his guests well. He asked for uh, avocado sushi rolls to be on hand when meeting with Miss Rumor. Sorry, Rumler. According to the documents, he visited oh, he visited apartments she was considering buying in twenty in, in October twenty fourteen. Epstein knew her travel plans and told an assistant to look into her flight. Quote, See if there's a first class seat. He wrote, If so, upgrade her. In 2014, Epstein called Miss Rumler within weeks of her leaving the Obama White House. Epstein planned a lunch in August of 2014 at his townhouse, followed by a series of meetings to introduce her to a wider circle of his acquaintances. Burner. Miss Rumler first met Epstein after he called her to ask if she, uh, if she would be interested in, in representing Mr. Gates. And the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The Goldman Sachs spokesperson said the spokes a spokeswoman for Mr. Gates and uh, Mr. Gates said Epstein never worked for Mr. Gates, misrepresenting their relationship and that Mr. Gates regrets ever meeting with him. Mm, you ever seen this clip? There's a reason why Bill Gates is doing everything he can to keep his relationship with with uh, Epstein as quiet as possible because he knows what happens if you talk. Here, take it from him in his own self. If you can read between the lines, at least. It was reported at that time uh, that you had a number of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, who, when you met him 10 years ago, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution from minors. What did you know about him when you were meeting with him, as you've said yourself, uh, in the hopes of raising money? Uh... You know, I had dinners with him. Uh, I regret doing that. He had relationships with uh, people he said, you know, would give to Global Health, which is a uh, interest I have. You know, not nearly enough philanthropy goes in that direction. Uh, you know, those meetings were were a mistake. They didn't result in uh, what he purported, and I cut them off. You know, that goes back a long time ago now uh there's you know so there's nothing new on that it was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years um and that in other words a number of meetings um what mind you we know for certain that bill gates continued at least a 10 year long friendship with jeffrey epstein post conviction what did you do when you found out about his background well or at least and, you know, I said I regretted having those dinners, uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking looking at this? Is there a lesson for you, Bill? What did you learn from this, Bill? Well, he's dead, so uh, you know. In general, you always have to be careful, uh, and you know the, you know, I'm I'm. Very proud of what we've done in philanthropy. Very proud of the work of the family. The the hand wringing, 
the shaking, the sweat starting to appear on the forehead, the nervousness, the stuttering, the lack of maintained eye contact, and the, well, he's dead. Anyway, the work I've done. He knows to shut his fucking mouth. He's a good boy. That's why they keep him around. And as for world health, Bill Gates, don't you mean testing vaccines for pharmaceutical companies you mean on sick and dying people of third world countries effectively doing animal testing on humans? Fuck off. Everything you stand for. Epstein and his staff discussed whether Ms. Rumler, now 52, would be uncomfortable with the presence of young women, young women, who worked as assistants and staffers at the townhouse. If they were just working as staffers and shit at the townhouse, why, why, why would you be so concerned about her comfort? There's nothing sketchy to it. Why would you be so concerned? Oh, friends, kids. You know, they, they wanted a job. I'm not handing out money. If they want to earn money, they can earn money. So they got here. I got them here doing dishes. Like, if I owned a company that made a lot of money, I would probably do that. I would probably hire my nephews and nieces, hire my uh, cousins, kids, and their friends and family, hire them. And then if I had a bunch, if I had like, uh, if I had some people who were like, let's say, boys and girls between the ages of like 14 and 18, uh, 14 and 16, working at a property of mine, probably would be a resident. That's a little weird unless they're family. But, you know, working at, 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 a, at a place. And people are like, why do you have kids working here? Oh, well, because they want money to go do shit. But I'm not just going to give them money. If they want it, they can, you know, clean some windows, mop some floors. Swap some decks. That kind of shit. But the fact that he's like, would you be comfortable? It's, it's, there, there is no way where this isn't super duper unfucking comfy. Uh, anyway, uh, who worked as assistants and staffers at the townhouse. The documents show women emailed Epstein on, uh, Woman emailed Epstein on two occasions to ask if they should avoid the home while Miss Rumler was there. Epstein told uh, Epstein told one one of the women he didn't want her around, and another that it wasn't a problem. And the documents show Miss Rumler didn't see anything that would lead her to be concerned at the townhouse, and didn't express any concern. The Goldman spokesperson said, Several people who visited Epstein during this time period said they noticed young men, uh, young women at his townhouse. One of the visitors, Helen Fisher, an anthropologist who studies romantic love and attachment, that is red flag number one, had lunch with Epstein in January of 2016, red flag number two, to discuss her work. Dr. Fisher said that after the lunch, Epstein invited her to speak with his staff, quote, and then, and then in file, I would say six young women, she said, all of them good-looking, all of them young. If you're an Epstein affiliate and you say anyone's good-looking, I am so sketchy what you mean by that. So what do you mean by that? Dr. Fisher, uh, Dr. Fisher said Epstein never found her work, never funded her work. They weren't friends, and they didn't stay in touch. Quote, I didn't have anything to do with Jeffrey Epstein, she said, but I remember it because of his spectacular house and because of the sick young women. Well, here's the thing, right? There's so many people who knew Epstein and who we know never went to his fucking island, who never went there. So the fact that you went there means you knew him for some level of time, you had some access, you had something, and you were acquainted well enough with him for him to feel comfortable with you being there and discussing his staff who were at his place with you. So there's a level of concern here. So I, I don't exactly buy your story, and it's all starting to cave in, I hope. Over the next few years... Ms. Rumler, then a partner specializing in white-collar defense at Latham & Watkins, had more than three dozen appointments with Epstein, including 
four lunches and dinners. Quote, in the normal course, Epstein also invited her to meetings. Uh, meetings and social gatherings introduced her to other business and business contacts and made referrals. The Goldman spokesman said, quote, it was the same kinds of contacts and engagements she had with other contacts and clients. In 2015, she was scheduled to fly with Epstein to Paris, and in 2017, he planned to stop at St. Lucia, at St. Luca, to take her to his island home in the U.S. Virginia Islands for the day, according to the documents. Ms. Rumler never visited the island and accepted an invitation or... Uh, and never accepted an invitation or an opportunity to fly with Epstein anywhere, the Goldman uh, the Goldman spokesman said. Again, my point still stands. She had enough clearance with him, enough of a rapport with him, that she was invited. Sketch. In addition to her current role as general counsel at Goodman Sachs, Ms. Rumler is co-chair of its Reputational Risk Committee, well, this is a big fucking risk, sweetheart. Which monitors business and client decisions for potential damages to the bank's image. She'd be a busy woman right now. Epstein also connected Miss Rumler with uh, Arne de Rothschild. Just want to make sure I got that right. Epstein also connected Miss Rumler with Ariane de Rothschild, who is now chief executive of the Swiss private bank, Edmund D. Rothschild Group. The bank hired Ms. Rumler's law firm, Latham & Watkins, after the introduction to help with the U.S. regulatory matters, according to the bank and the Goldman Sachs spokesman. Mr. Rothschild, or Mr. De Rothschild, who married into the famous banking family, had more than a dozen meetings with Epstein, he sought her. Uh, he sought her help with staffing and uh, furnishings, as well as discussed business deals with her, according to the documents. In September 2013, Epstein asked Mr. Rothschild in an email for her help in finding a new assistant, female, multilingual, and organized. That's a, a very specific set of skills to have. Quote, I'll ask around, Mr. Rothschild emailed back. She uh, she bought nearly one million worth of auction items on Epstein's behalf in, 2015, in 2014 to 2015, the documents show. Mr. Rothschild was named chairwoman of the bank in January 2015. That October, she and Epstein negotiated a $25 million contract for Epstein's Southern Trust Company to provide, quote, risk analysis and the application and use of certain algorithms for the bank according to the proposal reviewed by the journal. See, again, that's another part of it. The tech sector being so heavily involved with Epstein makes me wonder what exactly the... There has to be a McAfee connection that, that runs deep in the background. There is no way that someone like McAfee and Epstein were not crossing paths, and I guarantee you that their murders were very overlapped. Even seemingly nothing on paper would connect them other than just their level of fluence and mysterious vibrato. Anyway, in 2019, after Epstein was arrested, the bank said that Mr. Rothschild never met with Epstein and it had no business links with him. Remind you, right after he was arrested, they immediately said, we never knew him. Mrs. Rothschild never met him. And now, they're saying, well, it was only we only knew him for business. No. No. How long will it be until it's... Well, I didn't know what was going on on the island. I never went. It, it's it's all... It's, it's, it's baby steps towards the truth coming out. The bank acknowledged to the journal that its earlier, that its earlier statement wasn't accurate. Yeah, no shit. It said... Uh, it said Mrs., Mr. Rothschild met with Epstein as part of a of her normal duties at the bank between 2013 and 2019, and Epstein introduced the bank to U.S. finance leaders, recommended uh, law firms, and provided task, tax risk counseling. 
Yeah, but like we know now, the J.P. Morgan Chase executive who just got ousted like a, like nine months ago, he actively was telling people, "Oh, Chase doesn't do any business with Epstein anymore," and then maintained to do business with Epstein. Right here. Um, give me one second, actually. Sorry about that. Just Stanley has previously expressed regret for his relationship with Epstein. Stanley spent more than 30 years with J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and later went on to work at Barclays. He stepped down at Barclays, uh, as Barclays CEO in 2021 after an investigation into his relationship with Epstein. And you know what happened? It turned out that, oopsie fucking doopsie here, Homie knew everything that was going on and continued to allow Epstein to operate accounts under different pseudonyms and aliases. We will, I'll leave a link to this article and a link to an episode I already did on this topic in the description below. Quote, in a parallel, uh, in a parallel to that, Epstein solicited her personally on a couple of occasions for advice and services on estate management. The bank said Mr. Rothschild had no knowledge of any proceedings against Epstein and, quote, was similarly unaware of any questions regarding uh, his personal conduct, the bank said. After later learning of his behavior, the bank said, quote, she feels for and supports the victims. One of Epstein's scheduled meetings with Mr. Rothschild in January 2014 included Another of his regular guests, jo- Joshua Cooper, sorry, Ra- Joshua Cooper Ramo, the then co-chief executive of Henry Kissinger's corporate consulting firm. And this is Henry Kissinger is the guy who basically taught and took a young Klaus Schwab under his tutelage. Epstein scheduled more than a dozen meetings from 2013 to 2017 with Mr. Ramo, who at the time served on the board of Starbucks Corps and FedEx Corps, or a corporation. Uh, just, anyway, the documents show Epstein had special snacks on hand because he believed Mr. Ramo was a uh, vegetarian. The documents indicate many... It's an interesting little detail. Know something about, about somebody... You nardwar, my man. Many of Mr. Ramos' appointments with Epstein were in the evenings, typically after 5 p.m. at the townhouse. Mr. Ramos also was invited to breakfast at the townhouse in September 2013 with former Israeli Prime Minister Edmund Barak. Or Barak. Another regular guest, the documents show, Mr. Ramos, who still sits on the board of FedEx and recently stepped down from the Starbucks board, didn't respond to requests for comments. A spokesperson for Mr. Kissinger said he wasn't aware that Mr. Rama was meeting with Epstein. Bullshit. Mr. Barack also met Epstein in 2015 and, or uh, with Mr. Chomsky, now 94, a uh, logistics professor and political activist who has been critical of capitalism and U.S. foreign policy. Yeah, I don't care what the commie says. Mr. Chomsky and Epstein arranged the meetings with Mr. Barack them, uh, for them to discuss Israel's policies with regard to Palestinian issues and international arena. Mr. Barack said he often met with Epstein on trips to New York and was introduced to people such as Mr. Romy, uh, Ramo and Mr. Chomsky to discuss geopolitics and other topics. He often brought other interesting persons from art or culture, law or science, finance, uh, diplomacy, or philanthropy, Mr. Brock said. Epstein arranged several meetings in 2015 and 2016 with, Norm- with Mr. Chomsky. I don't know why I was going to call him Norm. I know it's not Norm, but it's like a, a response. Anyway, Mr. Chomsky, while he was professor at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, or MIT, which is now debunked, when asked about his relationship with Epstein, Mr. Chomsky replied in an email, quote, First response is that it's none of your business or anyone's. Okay, nothing to hide, right? Second is that I knew him 
and met occasionally. You seem to be quite good friends, having dinners with him and lunches and breakfasts and hanging out and having meetings and business affairs and getting money from him. Sounds like a real intimate fucking relationship, homie. In March 2015, Epstein scheduled a gathering with Mr. Chomsky at Harvard University professor Martin Nowak and other academics. According to the documents, Mr. Chomsky said they had several meetings at Mr. Uh, Nowak's research institute to discuss neuroscience and other topics. Yeah, well, by all means, uh, Epstein was a fucking idiot. For the most part. Like, none of these topics would have been interesting to him, so I'm, I'm, I'm dubious of these claims. Two months later, Epstein planned to fly with Mr. Chomsky and his wife to have dinner with them and a movie uh, and movie director Woody Allen. Ooh, there's so much sketchy shit with Woody Allen. And his wife, Soon Yi Priven. The documents show, quote, if there was a, f- if there was a flight, which I doubt... It would have been from Boston to New York 30 minutes, Mr. Chomsky said. I don't care. You still flew with him, you fuck. You still hung out with him. You still associated with him. You still voluntarily associated with him after he was a convicted pedophile, child rapist, a whole series of fucking things that came out to the public with him. And you still openly associate with him while you condemn other people for their moral choices. Right. Anyway, quote, I'm unaware... Of the principle that requires that I inform you about an evening I spent with a great artist. Yeah, that's a cope. He's scurred, but he's gonna he's gonna be six feet deep before anything actually happens to him. Other people probably won't be so lucky though. Epstein donated at least eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars to MIT between two thousand two and twenty seventeen, and more than nine point one million to Harvard. From 1998 to 2008. Jesus Christ. The schools have said in 2021, Harvard said it was uh, sanctioning Mr. Nowak for violating university policies in his dealings with Epstein and was shutting a research center he ran that Epstein had funded. MIT said it was inappropriate to accept Epstein's gifts and that it later donated $850,000 to nonprofits supporting survivors of sexual abuse. How about you fund the, the lawsuits and legal filings from victims of Epstein directly? Don't want to get that, that hands-on, do you? In, in a 2020 interview with the Dunk Tank podcast, Mr. Chomsky said that people he considered worse than Epstein had donated to MIT. He hadn't mentioned any of his meetings with Epstein. Yeah, of course not, because it'd be too—it would be too much of a of a vulnerability. Because even back then, before he was dead, people were speculating that he was a human trafficker, and then we found out, yes, he absolutely was. Chomsky, nine out of ten, uh, a ninety-nine point ninety-nine percent certainty knew every detail, or damn knew every detail about the human trafficking details. Or at least was informed enough of the human trafficking to keep his mouth shut and go along with it and play it down. Because mind you, the consistent thread with all these people besides them in Epstein is they all lied. And said, oh, I didn't know him, only to later on be like, oh yeah, I knew him, but it was exclusively professional. Chomsky's being like, none of your fucking business, don't worry about it. When he's the first person to virtue signal and soapbox and grandstand if he can. The fact that he's tucking tail and trying to flee while covering his ass tells you a lot. That's not his character. Creepy fuck. Mr. Chomsky told the journal that at the time of his meetings, quote, what was known about Jeffrey Epstein was that he had been convicted of a crime and served his sentence according to the U.S. laws and norms that yield a clean slate. Morally, illegally, yes. Morally, absolutely not. This man was charged with sexual assault involving minors. And soliciting minors for sexual acts. Fuck off. Everything he's ever said is garbage now. MIT said lawyers investigating its ties to Epstein didn't find that Mr. Chomsky met with Epstein on its campus or received funding from him. Harvard declined to comment beyond... Well, yeah, because Chomsky is like their guy. Declined to comment beyond the report it published on Epstein ties in 2020. Mr. Nowick had said he regretted his role in fostering a connection between Epstein and Harvard. He didn't respond to the request for comment. Mr. Bostein, 76, president of 
of a, a Bard College since 1975. Jesus, that's a hell of a tenure. Had about two dozen meetings scheduled with Epstein over about four years, which were mostly visits to the townhouse. Quote, I was an unsuccessful. Uh, I was an unsuccessful fundraiser and actually the object of a little of a little bit of sadism on his part in really in dangling philanthropic support. What a weird sentence! In dangling philanthropic support, said Mr. Boston. Quote: That was my relationship with him. So what he like cock teased you with fundraising? Mr. Bostein said he first visited Epstein's town ho- uh, townhouse in 2012, thanked him for his unsolic- for unsolicited donations to Bard to Bard's high schools. Then he returned over several years in an attempt to get more donations in 2015. Epstein donated 66 laptops. A document show quote where he looked him up, and he had convinced he he was a convicted felon for six. For, for, for sex crime. Sorry, I don't know why I fucked that one up. We looked him up and he was convicted. He was a convicted felon for sex for a sex crime. He said, Bard has a large program providing education for prisoners, he said. We believe in rehabilitation. I, I don't care. There's no rehabilitation for child predators. You can't cure it. You can't treat it. You can't understand it. You can't reason with it. You can't sympathize with it. You kind of just have to deal with it. You know? Anyway, Mr. Bostein, also the longtime music director for the American Symphonium Orchestra, Symphony Orchestra, my bad, invited Epstein to an opera at Bard in 2013. Then a concert at the college in 2016. The documents indicate Epstein planned each time to bring some of his young female assistants and arrive by helicopter. Mr. Bostein said he was expecting Epstein to support classical music causes and that the school took precautions when he visited quote because of his previous record we had security ready you shouldn't have allowed him on your high school campus this guy his bosses and the school invited a known child predator to their campus to sit in their audience composed of parents and students Underage students, and FC. Not only was he going to sit around, not only was a convicted child predator going to this concert, invited by employees at a high school. He was bringing, let's call them what they are, in all likelihood, his victims with him. So he brought children who were already victimized by Epstein into a high school full of other kids who he was probably ogling the whole fucking time. I hate this. This is the worst timeline, and I fucking hate, I hate it. Moving on. Uh, Support because of previous record. Uh, He said he did not have any free access to anybody. I don't give a fuck. Just because it didn't happen doesn't mean there wasn't a chance that it could have happened. Fuck you. At Epstein's home, Mr. Bostein was led to a dining room where they discussed classical music and other causes. He said, quote, He presented himself as a billionaire, a really, really rich person. He said, quote, I found him odd and arrogant. And what I finally came to believe, which is why we stopped, uh, why we stopped contact with him. This is why, ah, sorry, with him, is that he was simply stringing us along not because you know oh oh he didn't give you money that was what made you cut off the tie not the fact that he would have happily raped multiple female students in your school if he was left unattended with them the fact that he wouldn't give you money is why you cut off ties as long as the the as long as he's willing to give you money you know as a school whose job it is to give kids the tools they need to succeed as well as giving them a safe environment. You're willing to accept money from someone who has an environment dedicated to harming children. But the fact that they wouldn't give you money, that was enough of a reason. That's what made you cut off the ties. Wow. 
And the fact that they say this like this isn't isn't like the most telling fucking thing ever is just so sickening, bo- sickening, sickeningly mind-boggling. Having a stroke mid-fucking sentence here. Moving on. Despite all his meetings, Mr. Bostein said Epstein never made another donation to Bard. Quote, it was a blessing in disguise, he said, that we never got any more money. I don't care. You were still asking for money after. You were asking for money after he was convicted. Fuck you. Fuck everything about you. And all these people said, oh, we don't know him. We don't know him. We don't know him. Just for it all to come out. Oh, yeah. You knew him very, very well. That being said, uh, I'm going to leave a link to my other Epstein-related content in the description below, as well as all the resources used for this episode of Inside of Four Walls. This is a developing story, and we will stay on top of it as it unfolds. That being said, I have been your host, James Masson, and I shall catch you guys later. Deuce. The Joe Rogan Experience. Didn't Harvard have Epstein money? Did he? Yeah, they Did well he in donate? the in the science, yeah. Well, he definitely donated some money to science. Yeah. You know, but uh, I had a conversation with a scientist who didn't buy into that Epstein stuff and wouldn't go to the meetings and stuff like that. And he said that he was really d- d- shocked at how little money he actually donated. Interesting. Yeah, he goes it wasn't that much money. He goes it was really like he he was more than that he was bringing them to parties. Like it was a it was an intelligence operation whoever was running it whether it was uh, The Mossad or whether it was the CIA or whether it was a combination of both mm-hmm. It was an intelligence operation They were bringing in people and compromising them and then when they would compromise them they would use You know whatever they had on them to influence their opinions and the way they express those opinions and I don't know why they would want to do that with scientists, which is really strange to me. <laughs> Epstein's like, I need you to do a study about how 15-year-old girls are adults. They're right. more mature than we thought. <laughs> um, uh, but if a scientist donates, I'm sorry, if a rich person donates to a scientist, do they have any ability to weigh in? Or they're just like, "Here's a, I get no decisions about how this money's spent. It's a very good question. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine the money goes, like, if you have a research grant, right, and say, like, you're working on a cure for leukemia or something like that, you know, you find established scientists that are working on this thing, and then you you allocate money so that they can work on projects. Whether or not the person who donates the money has any influence on how that money is spent i doubt it i highly doubt i don't i don't think legitimate scientists would adhere allow to that. that yeah because yeah. i mean i know that just my you know if you're <clears throat> shooting an independent movie that has investors russian investors saudi investors like you have to hang out with them oh really oh yeah oh boy they're at vineo village like it's kind of the it's like you have to flirt with them here here it says uh, epstein regularly visited had card key access to and was provided a designated office space within the program in evolutionary dynamics until 2018 so that means they they gave him that at harvard after he had been arrested for fucking underage girls had an office yeah granting him that level of access raises serious questions about the compliance with harvard's policies and beginning in 2017 about whether or not the professor nowak acted in deliberate circumvention of harvard's security procedures so, so he was arrested and did he'd already did time by then, which is crazy. It's also like at first I was like, oh, God, he was on campus with all these mm. like girls. How yeah. scary. But they were probably too old for him. So look at this here. Harvard University said Friday that convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein donated more than nine million to the university over the course of a decade and had an office on campus after his 2006 arrest. Nope. So he was arrested in 2006. And then after that, up until 2018, still had an office there. That is why old. But here's the thing. Whatever he was doing, Mm -hmm. and I don't know why he was doing it, you know, and no one knows now that he's dead. But he had a lot of scientists that he was tight with. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that he did was bring these scientists to that island and he would have young girls on that island. Mm-hmm. But like, what's the end goal there? This is what I don't understand. And what's really crazy is 
Ghislaine Maxwell is in a minimum security prison. She teaches yoga. Is allowed to do yoga. Yeah. She's allowed to hang out and watch TV. She's watch Netflix. And is she allowed to use email to send us the list? That's what I was gonna say. Oh. The list has not been released. Crazy. Like there is a fucking list. And this is not a mystery. It's not a mystery Even to the people that list, are she, There's her hippocampus. Her. Pull out her hippocampus. <laughs> Have Elon put that freaking thought Elon? reading. Who's that? Is that Elon, Elon shit. Sorry. No. <laughs> you know yeah. what? I've been friends with Elon Gold for so long. Oh, Elon Gold. God, I like yeah. Elon. Well, Elon Gold probably can do an impression of Elon Musk. So there you go. Uh, Elon Gold does amazing impressions. He um, used to call me and prank me as other people all the time. And one time he called me as Jeff Goldblum. And I was like busy. And I was like, stop fucking bothering me, dude. And I kept hanging up on him. And then, like an hour later, it was actually Jeff Goldblum. He's like, "Oh, this is actually me. Uh, can you stop hanging up on me?" <laughs> <laughs> so random. But but let me ask you: Is it something as insane as this? Because what's more profitable than you know new cutting edge science? Whether it's a you know a prescription, whether it's a finding, whether it's a something. Like, does he, if he donates to some kind of scientific discovery that's going to be lucrative down the line, a pill, a medicine, a cure, does he get any kind of power over it or money from it well some of these scientists were string theory physicists like they're not inventing shit okay like it's oh. some of the the stuff that they were working on it's like this very bizarre kind I mean theoretical stuff it's I don't know how that's applicable to mm. anything financial 